Good morning, and welcome again to the Sunday morning worship of the Bronx region of the New York City Church of Christ. We're glad you're able to join us here today as we continue with our theme, Finish Strong. As we continue this year, we want to help each other finish the year strong and make next year even better. And one of the things we can grow in in doing that is our thankfulness. You know, this is Thanksgiving week and we'll have times in our homes or at friends' homes where we can share a meal and just talk about a lot of things. But one of the things we need to talk about is our thankfulness to God. Even though this year has been challenging, there's been things that have gone on, things have occurred that have not been the most pleasant, but yet even as we look back over the year, we can see a lot of things that we are still thankful for. God is doing things incredibly in our lives. And if we look close enough and we look for God, we can be thankful for so many things. You know, one of the Psalms in the Bible really stands out with this heart of thankfulness. And that's where I want to take us to today and focus on Psalm 100, a Psalm of thankfulness. Let's look at Psalm 100. This is what it says. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful song. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. You know, I believe we are a people that are truly blessed by God. And many people make Christmas lists, things they want for Christmas. Sometimes people make birthday lists. I know my kids do. They make a list of things they want for their birthday. You know, when New Year's comes around, people make a resolution list, things they want to have a new resolution about for their lives. But when it comes to Thanksgiving, oftentimes we overlook it and we don't make lists for Thanksgiving, but we should. Because I'm sure if each of us sit down, meditate, think, we will have so many things that we should be thankful for because of God. You know, we all may be different in different ages and races and genders, but yet I'm pretty sure our list of thankful things will be very similar. Thankful for health, thankful for family, thankful for so many opportunities in life. But yet one of the major things I'm sure we will all be thankful for is God's forgiveness, God's love, God's mercy, the things that God has shown to us. And that's important. You know, Thanksgiving is a distinctive holiday. Why is that? Because it doesn't commemorate any battle. It's not surrounded by somebody's birthday. It's not something that we have to uh, celebrate as an anniversary of anything. No. Thanksgiving is a day set aside to be thankful for. And oftentimes we get thankful or are not thankful according to what we possess, according to the things we have in life. You know, there's a certain area in Mexico where there's hot springs and a cold spring right next to it. I don't know how it works. God created something of that nature. But yet, people come out and they wash their clothes in the hot spring and then they rinse them in the cold spring. And this just goes on in this village time and time again. 
and some tourists were coming around and they saw the women out there washing in the hot springs and then rinsing in the cold springs and one of the tourists said to the guy man I'm sure they are really blessed and grateful to God to have a hot and a cold spring meet their needs in that way and actually the tour guide turned around and said actually they're not that grateful because they're upset because God doesn't supply the soap you know many times God gives us so many things but yet we're still looking for something else we just need a little bit more to make us happy a little bit more instead of being thankful for what God has already given us and so what I want to do today is to look at Psalms 100 break it down and talk about thankfulness now I have two points for us today and the first point is this what is the message of Thanksgiving that's what we need to talk about the message of Thanksgiving let's turn over in Deuteronomy chapter 8 we're going to begin in verse 10 it says when you have eaten and are satisfied praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God falling failing to observe his commands his laws and his decrees that I am giving you this day otherwise when you eat and are satisfied when you build your houses and settle down and when your herds and your flocks grow large and your silver and gold increase and all you have is multiplied then your heart will become proud and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt out of the land of slavery he led you through the vast and dreadful desert that thirsty and waterless land with its venomous snakes and scorpions he brought you water out of hard rock he gave you manna to eat in the desert something your fathers had never known to humble and to test you so that in the end it might go well with you you may say to yourself my power and my strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me but remember the Lord your God for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms his covenant which he swore to your forefathers as it is to this day you know God said to them hey when you start to succeed when things start to go well do not forget me you know it doesn't take very long to realize that the Israelites forgot about God but see this psalm wasn't written just for the Israelites I'm pretty sure God had you and me in mind as this psalm was being written because he knows how we are God knows us and he knows if there's not something there to even remind us to be thankful sometimes we can get caught up in so many things that we lose our gratitude but let me ask you this did you notice who this psalm was written to again Psalm 100 verse 1 the very first verse says shout for joy to the Lord all the earth so the first verse is saying listen this is going out to all the earth now the last verse there Psalm 100 verse 3 says for the Lord is good and his love endures forever his faithfulness continues through all generations the first verse says this is for everybody everywhere and then the last verse says this is for all generations so this psalm of thankfulness it doesn't matter how old you are what your gender what your race what your culture it doesn't matter who you are God is talking to you he's saying we need to be thankful it's so important for us to have gratitude in our hearts and thankfulness to God you know 
the sad thing is the U.S., Canada, Grenada, St. Lucia, Liberia, and the Philippines are the only countries that celebrate Thanksgiving. Now, we all should celebrate Thanksgiving. I mean, that when you have a time of thankfulness to God, a time of thankfulness that bridges gaps, that breaks down barriers, that heart of thankfulness mends souls together, mends wounds, helps people. I think it's a danger that we have when we determine that Thanksgiving is something based on how much we have or what we feel at that moment. Because sometimes people can, their, their Thanksgiving can be determined by how they feel. What do I mean? Well, if we ever ask the simple question of this, if God treated me the way I treat him, how would my life be? In other words, do we let things determine whether we are grateful to God or not? You know, we could say, well, what are the sides that we're going to have this Thanksgiving dinner? Because you know what? Some of those sides I don't like. I don't like how they put raisins in that potato salad. There ain't even no real potato salad. I don't like how they do. And so all of a sudden, our time of Thanksgiving becomes a time of not appreciating because of certain sides at Thanksgiving. Makes no sense. Sometimes we think, well, how much is this Thanksgiving going to cost? The price of turkey's going up, so I don't even know if I even want to do this anymore. We let the cost of things affect our gratitude to God. Sometimes we think, is my place even big enough for us to have Thanksgiving? I don't know if I want everybody over because I got to cook and then I got to clean the kitchen afterwards. If I got to do all that work, I don't even know if I want to have Thanksgiving. If I'm the one doing all that, there are things we feel things we think that can rob us of our gratitude and thankfulness to God. God wanted us to be sure we understand this day of Thanksgiving is about him. It's not about us. It's not about how we feel at the moment. Our time of Thanksgiving needs to reflect on our relationship with God. Let's go back to Psalm 100. Let me read this for you again. It says, shout for joy to the Lord. All the earth worship the Lord with gladness come before him with joyful songs know that the Lord is God it is he who made us we are his we are his people the sheep of his pasture enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good and his love endures forever his faithfulness continues through all generations. Do you see how many times the Bible talked about God, his love, his compassion, his gates? It tells us we need to be thankful to God. It's not about what we possess. It's not about how I feel right now. Our thankfulness needs to flow from God. And see, if our thankfulness flows from God, we can continue to have that thankfulness because situations won't determine our thankfulness. Alex Haley, the author of the book Roots. You may have seen the, uh, the TV series or maybe you've read the book. But Alex Haiti, the author, had an unusual picture hanging from his office wall. And it was a picture of a turtle on top of a post. And so when asked, why is that there? He answered, every time I write something significant, every time I read my words and think that they are so wonderful and begin to feel proud of myself, I look at that turtle on top of that fence post and remember 
that he didn't get there on his own. He had help. That's the message of Thanksgiving. To remember, we can't do it on our own. We didn't get where we are on our own. We needed help. God was there with us. The message of Thanksgiving is give thanks to God because God is the one that has placed us where we are, given us what we have and blessed us with the future to come. The message of Thanksgiving is we need to thank God. The message of Thanksgiving is not the turkey and gravy. It's not the beans, the greens, potatoes. It's give thanks to God. Point number two. There are five thankful commands that's in Psalms 100. And this is what I want us to look at. The commands that they give us in Psalm 100. The first command is this in verse one. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Now that word shout literally means to proclaim with the force of a trumpet blast. A shout of joy comes from your inner deep being. It's something you just let out. Why? Maybe he solved a problem for you. Maybe he blessed your health. Maybe he blessed you with a child. Maybe he's giving you a direction to go and you finally feel like I have a focus now. Maybe he just provided a certain blessing, a home for you, a car for you. Maybe he's just giving you the ability to overcome an addiction. Maybe he's helped you deal with your anger issues and now you're a more patient person. See, it's not just possessions. Those are blessings. But yet maybe it's something about you that God has blessed you and helped you grow in so we can have thankfulness to him. Let me share a story with you. Uh, Ronald Allen wrote about a veteran missionary who came up to him one day after a sermon that he had preached. The missionary introduced himself and said, I was a medical missionary for many years in India, and I served in a region where there was progressive blindness. People were born with healthy vision, but there was something in the area that caused people to lose their sight as they grew older. But this missionary had developed a treatment which would stop progressive blindness. So people came to him and he performed his treatment and they would leave realizing that they would have become completely blind. But because of him, their sight had been saved. They said they had never said thank you before. Because that phrase was not something in their dialect. Instead, they spoke a word that meant, I tell your name. Wherever they went, they would tell the name of the missionary who had cured them of their blindness. They had received something that they eagerly proclaimed because of their thankfulness in their hearts. That's what the psalmist is telling us when he says, shout for joy to the Lord. He's saying you need to realize that God has given you, blessed you with something so much you can't keep it inside. It just comes from your inner being and you're so happy, so joyful to share it that you shout for joy to the Lord. Whatever it may be. This is one of the commands that Psalms 100 gives us. Shout for joy to the Lord. A second command is this. Worship the Lord with gladness. Now, it doesn't say worship the church. It doesn't say worship the preacher. 
It doesn't say worship the worship team. No, 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 no. What it says is worship the Lord. That's what we need to do if we're going to be thankful. We need to make it about God, not about people, not about things, but about God. Matthew chapter four, verse eight through ten. Again, the devil took him on a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord and serve him only. Satan tempted Jesus with all the possessions of the world. He said, you can have all this. This is all it's been given to me. I want to give it to you. If you will just worship me. Jesus said, no, worship the Lord, our God only possessions can't make you happy. Those possessions can be stolen. They can rot away. Things can happen to your possessions. That's not where joy comes from. The more possessions you have, the more you're going to want to keep you happy and going and going. Jesus knew possessions aren't the thing we need to worship. He said, I will worship the Lord only. Possessions will not make you happy. Now, if this was Jesus focus to worship the Lord only, not possessions, not things, not all the, the world offers. And if we are to imitate Jesus, that means our focus needs to be on worshiping the Lord, not things, not people, but the Lord. If we're to follow Jesus, we need to have the same focus as Jesus. And his focus was on worship the Lord only. Now, the third command it gives us from Psalms 100 is this. Come before him with joyful song. Come before him with joyful song. You know, in Psalms 98 verse 4, it says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Now, let me point this out. The first three things that Psalms 100 commands us in talking about thankfulness is this. Shout with joy. Worship with gladness. Come before him with joyful song. God wants us to be happy. He's saying shout for joy. Worship with gladness. Joyful songs. God wants us to be happy. He doesn't want you to be miserable. He doesn't want you to be sad. He wants you to be happy. The Bible says Jesus came so we can have life to the full. God is saying when you have a thankful heart, you are happy and you bring happiness. You say, but I'm not a good singer. He didn't say be the best singer in the church, in the city, in the state. He just said make a joyful noise. I know a lot of people that can't sing, but they are so happy when they trying. They doing all they can to do it and they all into it. But see, it's not about how you sound. See, that's when we get caught up in people again. Oh, they're going to hear me and they're going to see I'm off key. You know what? Make a joyful noise. Just be happy that you are able to give thanks and worship God. The fourth command that Psalms 100 gives us is this. It says, know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us. We are his we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. It says God has made us. God made you. God made me. God does not make mistakes. 
God made you just the way you are because that's what he wants you to be. God made me just the way I am. I don't have to change anything. This is what God wants me to be. Now, does that mean I'm complete? No, 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 no. He made me like this, but he's also continually helping me grow, continually helping me transform. God made you the way you are. Be confident. But he's also still working on you so that you can become more than what you already are. See, God's not happy with his unfinished work. You and I, we're unfinished work. He's not done working on us. Every day that we get up is still another work for Jesus, for God in our lives. He's not satisfied with our temper flaring up. It used to be every week. Now it's once a month. Well, amen. But you know what? We're going to have to cut that even further back. Not once a month, maybe once every six months, once a year. He's going to continue to work on you. He doesn't want you to be selfish. He doesn't want you to be lazy. He doesn't want you to be impure. He doesn't want you to be lonely. He's working on you so you can be better than you are now, better than you were yesterday, better than you were last year. And so if we finish strong this year with a thankful heart, think of how we're going to be next year. How much more thankful? How much more happy? How many more joyful songs? How much more excited are we going to be? This is what he's saying. God made us. We are his. We are the sheep of his pasture. Look at what it says in Philippians 1 verse 3. I thank my God every time I remember you. He says, I'm just thankful. When I think about you, I'm just thankful. When I think about you, I don't think about anything that's wrong with you or attitudes with you. I'm going to think about you and be thankful. This is something we all can grow in. When you think about somebody and if you got tension with them, why don't you just pray? And then you're going to have a different kind of thought about them afterwards. Psalms, uh, I mean, Philippians 1 verse 6. This is what it says. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. See, God is still working on you. He says he's working on you. He's confident in who you are. But he's also confident he's going to continue to help you grow. He says we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Now, part of the problem is we don't want to be sheep. We want to be the shepherds. We want to be the ones leading things. We want to be the ones out front. But when we try to lead and step out in front of God, we usually end up in dry, desert, barren land. Not happy, not safe. God is saying, listen. You're the sheep. I'm the shepherd. Follow me. Why? Because I know where the green pasture land is. I know where the water is, where the calm brooks are. I know where they are. You don't even know where you're going. So how about you just follow me and then I will lead you to those calm, quiet waters. See, we got to realize we are his sheep, the sheep of his pasture. In other words, he leads us and we need to embrace that and be grateful for that and then fifth and final point from psalms 100 is this is this simply this enter his gate with thanksgiving and his courts with praise give thanks to him and praise his name for the lord is good and his love endures forever his faithfulness continues through all generations 
You know, in the Old Testament, the temple symbolized the presence of God. So whenever people came to the temple, they realized they were coming to where God was. Now, the temple no longer exists. But where we worship, we call it a sanctuary sometimes because we're saying this is where we are gathering together as a family, as a body of Christ. And God is there with us. But the thing we got to realize is God is omnipresent. God is everywhere all the time. See, don't think God is just with me when I'm at church, when I'm at Bible talk, when I'm at midweek, even if it's on Zoom and we're all on there. Yeah, God's there, but God's everywhere. He's with you on the bus on the train, at work, at school, at your house, walking down the street. God is everywhere with you. You need to be that confident. This is what he's saying. You need to enter his gates with thanksgiving. We need to be thankful no matter where we go, because wherever we are, God is present there with us. God is with you every moment of your life. Our source of thanksgiving needs to be God. Now, what if God began to treat us like we often treat him? What if God stopped loving and caring for us because we failed to care and love for other people? Think about that. If God loved us the way we love other people, would you feel loved? What if God took his message from us because we stopped listening to his messenger. What if he wouldn't bless us today because we didn't thank him yesterday? Think about it. Did you pray? Did you give thanks to him yesterday? Well, if you didn't, what if he said, well, you know what? I'm not going to bless you today because you had no gratitude, thankfulness at all yesterday. Hmm. Luckily for us, Psalms 103 says something. Turn over there. Psalms 103, verse 10 through 12. It says, he does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our inequities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. I pray that you have a great Thanksgiving. You will. You can. Why? Because God doesn't change. God doesn't treat us the way we deserve. God still loves us, blesses us, is right there with us, regardless of how we've been. And this is what you got to see. Every single one of us should have an incredible Thanksgiving, not because of who we are, but because of who God is. I pray that you have a great Thanksgiving, but not just on Thursday. I pray you have a great Thanksgiving tomorrow, Monday morning, Tuesday morning. Wednesday morning, I pray that you thank God every single day. Don't let one day be the only day we thank God. We need to thank God every day that we live and breathe. That's what's so important. When we get together on Thanksgiving Day, we need to pull out Psalms 100 and just read it. You say, well, I'm with my family and they may not be all churchy. It's not about being churchy. It's about being respectful and thankful to God. No matter if a person goes to church or not, they know there's a guy. So if we read Psalms 100, I'll guarantee you everybody will be like, amen. Because we all have something in us that we know we should give thanks to God. I want to encourage you with this. I want to challenge you with this. Let Psalms 100 be your motivation of thankfulness. 
Be the reason we thank God. Be the reason on Thanksgiving Day we're going to read this before we eat, before we sit down and, and fill ourselves up. But we are showing God we're thankful because he blessed us to even be there, blessed us with what we have. God has continued to bless us in spite of how we have been because he is a God of love. I love you. I thank you. I hope this message has encouraged you, inspired you and challenged you to give thanks to the one true God. I love you and to God be the glory.